If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And Tussle is always brought to you by Vodafone. It emerged today that Ghana had made zero progress in its fight against corruption in the last four years under President Takufuado. Well, tonight, the Chief of Staff, Primo Selpari, has been fighting back, declaring that under the President's watch, government has implemented the boldest interventions yet in Ghana's history to deal with corruption. The latest Corruption Perception Index revealed that uh, Ghana has stagnated recording a score of 43 out of 100 in the last four years. Now, this year, we ranked 70th out of 180 countries. Mariada, the Executive Secretary of the Ghana Integrity Initiative, says it all boils down to leadership. I am confident that each one of us here deserves a shift in this narrative. We do not want to gather to talk about our woes and the inefficacy of our efforts. Again, Professor Day has aptly suggested that the fight against corruption is about leadership and it's also about the law, which we also agree to a very large extent that when leadership is strong and the laws are allowed to work, we would make the gains we need to. When the elements are effective, Ghana certainly and undoubtedly will be making great strides and I am sure that the narrative would be different. While the event to adore this report this year, the Corruption Perception Index was also the Chief of Staff, Fremo Salpari, and she did not mean worse, going back to history and producing what she believes is the record of this current administration on the fight against corruption. She says, historically, no other government in Ghana's history has done more to fight corruption 
than this government under the watch of President Kufuado. Since the inception of His Excellency, First Corruption has seen a tremendous progress through the establishment of systems for deterrence, means of detection, undertaking of smooth investigations, and establishment of a sound vehicle for prosecution and punishment in a fair and just manner. Records show that governments have since 2017 undertaken some of the boldest initiatives since independence to reform the public sector and strengthen the capacity of institutions to tackle corruption. With a clear understanding that corruption thrives in an atmosphere conducive to its concealment and that access to information is critical to the fight against corruption, the government in 2019 ensured the passage of the Right to Information Act 2019 Act 989. And that there is the uh, Chief of Staff, my colleague Kenneth JC, uh, returned from that particular uh, event where this was outdoor, joins me in the studio right now. Uh, Kenneth, also present was the Special Prosecutor. What was the reaction to this? Well, the special prosecutor was certainly not happy. Uh, he made some claim that sought to suggest that we make one positive impact towards our fight against corruption and then we take two steps backwards. I'm afraid I bear no good tidings on where we stand on corruption and justice, the focus of my musings. The results speak for themselves. We are standing at a single spot and spinning around slowly on one foot in a circle, much like a gyroscope. The conversation is becoming sterile. The fight against corruption is proving to be an unruly bride indeed, I said yesterday at the CDD event. The fight against corruption is not lending herself to agreeable domestication and cohabitation, and we are not recording much success. Our progress is hampered, and we are unable to move the needle appreciable to improve our scorecard. Our story is a rather curious cycle of self-defeat and disappearing acts. We begin by collectively acknowledging that we must fight corruption. This lights a glimmer on the horizon, and then we proceed to dim the glimmer by approaching the enterprise of the fight against corruption half-heartedly. That is to say, we certainly know the cure to the malaise, but we are unwilling to take the medication fully. And that is the special prosecutor, Kisie Jabeng. Today at the event where the Corruption Perception Index for 2023 was outdoored. So let's put all this in context, shall we? Uh, my colleague Kofi Ajay joins me in the studio, uh, our data analyst with the research desk. And Kofi, we've been looking back, mm. trying to assess uh, what has happened over the years, but also uh, this declaration that we had today uh, from the Chief of Staff. Now, does the available data support the assertion 
made by the chief of staff that they've made the boldest interventions yet in, in Ghana's history when it comes to the fight against corruption? Well, if it, they indeed did that, then the corruption perception index should actually reflect this. So we decided to look at the data from 2012. Now, because she's speaking about President Ekufo administration, let's start from 2016, where they inherited a corruption perception in their score of 43. By their first year, which is 2017, they had dropped this index from 43 to 40. Their second year, 2018, they improved from 40 to 41, held this constant up until 2019. And by 2020, when they were ending their, sec their first term, the corruption perception index had returned to you know the 2016 level of 43 so together if you should net this between 2016 and 2020 there was zero improvement in terms of the the fight against corruption according to the corruption perception index because you start from 43 you inherit 43 and you end with 43 so if you net this that gives you zero Okay. And, and, and what insights emerge when comparing Ghana's corruption perception scores during the presidency of former President Mahama with that of the current president, mm. President Kufado? Well, so let's use the same strategy or methodology to actually do this. So President Mahama inherits a corruption perception index of 45. And by 2013, that was his first year, he had improved this from 45 to 46, adding one to it. And by 2014, he had improved it again from 46 to 48. And this is actually our best in a decade or since we started featuring uh, on the Corruption Perception Index. But by the time he was going out of office in 2016, he had dropped from that 48, which was our best, to now 43. And so Evans, if you should net this plus one in 2013, plus two in 2014, minus one, 2015, minus four, in 2016 that gives us a net of negative two and if you're comparing that to mm. this current government in terms of where their best and worst have mm. been exactly so you you see that Mohammed's best was 48 his worst is 43 Ekufuado's worst is 40 his best is 43 okay. but if you should net this uh, president Mohammed gets negative two and president Ekufuado's first term gives you a zero you know net okay and, and Mahama's worst is currently Akufado's best. best absolutely uh, now this other another trend that we're beginning to see and um, mm. we need to discuss this a bit more uh, there seemed to be some connection between corruption perception index and the rule of law index mm. what are we learning here so we decided to plot the correlation line using the data available uh, by the you know Ghana integrity initiative so when we did that, we realized that there is a positive correlation between Ghana's Corruption Perception Index and the Global Rule of Law Index as well. So whenever our Global Rule of Law Index falls, we see the Corruption Perception Index also falling you know, alongside. The Global Perception you know, Rule of Law has been constant for the past three years. It dropped in, 20, I think, 2021, 2020. And the same thing is happening in 2020. So we have stagnation at the Global Rule of Law Index, which is also reflecting in the Corruption Perception Index, Evans. Kofi, thank you very much for helping us appreciate what has been said today and what has happened when it comes to the Corruption Perception Index launched today by the Ghana Integrity Initiative. I'm delighted to say that just been joined by the Executive Director of the Ghana Integrity Initiative, Mary Ada. Hello, Mary. Thanks for your time here on Top Story. Hello, Yvonne. Good evening and good evening to your listeners.
I mean, you were there when you heard the chief of staff make that pronouncement, and she says in the last, uh, uh, since the president, this current president was elected, since 2017, they have implemented the boldest interventions yet in Ghana's history when it comes to fighting corruption. This is what you've always done. This is your terrain. Is that true? So, Evans, we, it's interesting when we hear some of the missions. Admittedly, we are not saying that the government has not done anything. That would be mischievous because we are all in this country and we've seen some of the interventions the government has put in place since we took office in 2017. Uh, she mentioned some of those. Uh, others were, others they said them because she mentioned NACAP, which was 2015. We did it, it was completed in 2014, and then we started implementation in 2015. This is the 10th year of the NACAP. We are currently evaluating, scheduling and evaluation of the NACAP to assess the success uh, of the indicators that were set so that we are able to then look forward to see what else this country does. And so this is the year we are seeing another NACA passport. So that predates the government. She mentioned Alcicai, yes. She mentioned the office of the special prosecutor. Certainly, we do not discuss these at all. She also mentioned that in 2017, they uh, gave a lot of resources to the independent anti-corruption agencies. Yes, that is the work of government. Government is supposed to resource, government is supposed to ensure that it puts in place robust uh, regimes, legislation, and also the executive is fooled in such a way that it is working. Uh, we also have the judiciary that is supposed to ensure that it adjudicates justice and breeds a lot of fairness in the system to promote the fight against corruption. So if we are not seeing those manifesting, we just say uh, we have an office and for that matter, wait. if you have listened the ST speak recently, you see the pain and passion with which he expresses his lamentation. We are a people who talk and serve ourselves more than we do anything else. The action that has to accompany this rhetoric is not And I say again that uh, the CCI response, not just addresses, have also indicated we are fighting this battle. Uh, uh, apologies, Mariada. We, our connection to you hasn't been great. Let's see if we can fix that so we can uh, get a, full, a fuller picture of what you're telling us on this particular uh, subject on the day when the GII launched the Ghana Integrity Initiative uh, Perception, the Corruption Perception Index. Uh, we've had the uh, Chief of Staff make the pronouncements that she's made uh, and we're assessing it. Uh, we spoke, we've done the research, what it says. I want to bring in right now uh, Dr. William Mahaji, who... Uh, is the rector of the Institute of Social Democracy, uh, used to be the director of research for the National Democratic Congress and joins us on the line right now. Uh, Dr. Haji, thanks for your time here on Top Story. Thank you very much. 
Okay. So you had the uh, chief of staff's point that, that she made. I did. Uh, exactly. Stay with me. I just have Mary back. She was on the line, but the connection wasn't great. Stay with me. Let me bring Mary. Mary, you were making the point. If I heard you correctly, you're saying the rhetoric doesn't match the action. Certainly, Evans. The rhetoric doesn't match the action. And there are several examples to show that the rhetoric doesn't match the action. We have seen in this country where the president has confidently declared some people as persons of integrity when their issues came up. We've been in this country where a lot of pressure has been brought to bear on certain uh, individuals who were appointed and they left office. And currently we are also experiencing same with a, a special prosecutor who is uh, telling all of us that there is pressure on him. And not just from government, but from all of us trying to do the wrong things. And so, uh, if you put in place laws, uh, let me uh, add that laws which would uh, suffice in some jurisdictions to fight corruption, but in ours, you would realize that the special prosecutor begins an investigation and at some point, either he goes to court and is thrown out for lack of evidence, or he decided in the recent case to refer to Yoko because money laundering is uh, an activity Yoko has a mandate to investigate. So it's not just about putting in place the needed logistics, which I even would also counter because uh, you go to some of these offices, the district offices of strikes, district offices of some of the institutions we are talking about, and they are sorry side. They are not resourced. They do not have budgets to work. And so fighting corruption becomes a difficult endeavor. And then the people who are there are also afraid. Today we heard that sometimes you... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Start an investigation, you have calls that this person belongs to green, this person belongs to yellow, and so let them go. If you do not, then the attack dogs are let loose on you. And, and remember that the CPI is calculated based on opinions of experts and also of academics and people in Ghana who see what is happening. The data is not just out of uh, the blue. It is captured from different sources, nine different sources, which have done extensive work based on indicators such as the rule of law, such as accountability. And then when you come to accountability, you delve down, you see how are judiciary um, uh, functions being held, how is the auditor general working. And so there are so many indicators that when we pay attention to other people, we should be able, and we are committed, like I said today, it is about leadership. Yeah, you mentioned the, the point about leadership, but fundamentally, you do not accept that as far as implementation of interventions to do with corruption goes, what has happened since 2017 is the boldest in Ghana's history. 
So if it is the boldest, why is it not reflecting in the various surveys? It, this is not just CPI we are talking about. Every other survey has shown differently. If you look at the rule of uh, governance uh, index, you, you, it, it's just the same situation going on. So it's not just about the CPI. If we are taking the boldest step and we walk that talk, it should reflect necessarily but, but in terms of action, the benefits. Though, but in terms of action, though, they've taken bold steps, have they not? I mean, the Office of the Special Prosecutor is definitely a bold step. If, in fact, if you put it in the context, the, uh, the uh, Freedom of Information Act that was passed after more than 20 years of just staying parliament and gathering dust. That also is a, is a bold step, is it not? Why not we acknowledge that? But let me tell you that the NACAP, the National Anti-Corruption Action Plan, had embedded in it one of the activities was to set up an office, independent office that will fight corruption in the Attorney General's office. So maybe the structure changed, but this is not novel. It's something that was already in the pipeline to have been done. So when we say it's the boldest step, what is the difference between the bold step that has been taken and actualizing that bold step? Okay, Mary, please stay with me. Let me quickly bring in Dr. William Ahaji, Rector, Institute of Social Democracy uh, with the National Democratic Congress. He used to be the Director of Research for the party, joins us right now on the line. Uh, you said you heard the Chief of Staff. Your reaction? I mean, the facts are that they've taken bold steps. But she says, if you have to go back all the way to the beginning of uh, 1957 history, and if you judge, the outcome is clear that this government has done the, the boldest in dealing with corruption. Uh, I, I think that's, that's, that's more of, of a propaganda statement than a, a reflection of the, real, the reality. Um, let me just turn off this other radio and then I speak to in through the floor. I can hear uh, clearly. Uh, is it better? Yes, it's great. Yeah, okay. So I, I, what I'm saying essentially is that her assertion Hello, Dr. Haji. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Yeah, okay. So I, I'm saying that her assertion smacks of doing propaganda because the evidence does not show that at all. As your uh, officers read out earlier, there have been governments that have actually improved their uh, scores on the CPI over over the years. And that is an indication. The particular assessment, CPI are not done uh, in, in, in countries. They are done by transparency. Uh, Dr. Heidi, please speak directly into the phone for me. I, I'm getting you uh, moving in and out, and it's okay. not is stable. It it's great, yes. Just, just speaking directly into the phone because yeah, it's is not it even. Now? Yes, it's great. Yeah, so I'm saying that they, they have been, they have been government. Indeed, in I have been the government consultant to the National Development Planning Commission from 2003 to 2016, and my focus was on preparing the annual progress report. I reported on governance and I actually reported continuously on the, the corruption perception index over the years. And so I, I find that statement um, on, on incorrect by, from um, the chief of staff. 
It's incorrect. You've pointed to the fact that the CPI isn't reflecting. If indeed the interventions have been made, the CPI only measures perception. But the reality is they've taken both steps. Well, if you are saying... Hello, Dr. Haji. Okay, uh, we have been a challenge with Dr. Haji there. But also today, we've been listening to the Deputy Attorney General, who has been addressing a very fundamental point uh, about resourcing state institutions equipped with the mandate to fight corruption. He says it's really not about lack of resources. It's really about the will of the institutions to execute their task, even when resources are scarce. I do not think there is anything. Because after all, we have limited resources. Oh. So you may be in need of 20 Ghana cities. You may be given 10, 15, or 70. You cannot get 100% what you need. But what do we do with the little that we get? I think if you're assessing these agencies, you may have to look at what they get and the output that they come up with. Right. In terms of we resourcing the various agencies, if you start from 2017, without sounding political, maybe this was government, that's what I'm saying for 2017, realize that there's been incremental uh, 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 budgeting when it comes to we giving money to the various anti-corruption agencies. Mm. You can you can inquire from charge, you can inquire from judiciary, you can inquire from the various agencies, you can the rest. Every year, there is an, 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 an increment when it comes to their budget allocations. But the key question is, why is it that still the perception we is are so high? Stagnating? Yes, we are so stagnating. All right. My thinking, mm-hmm. my thinking, is that corruption fight is not an individual responsibility. It is something that we must all come together and fight it. And that's Alfred Chanyuba there. He is a deputy attorney general. Marietta, on that point of resourcing state institutions, if you look at the record, if you go to the budget of 2017, for example, and you take Shraj, Shraj got 41 million CDs. 2018, they got 32 million. If you compare it to the two previous years before this current government came into power, uh, that is higher than what they've received before this government came to power, 24 million in 2015 and 30 million in 2016. In, in resourcing two of these state institutions, they've, they've done better there. And if you remember, I mentioned that one of the things that started very well with this government when it took over was to resource Shraj and the others very, very well. I mean, they, they were, some of us, thought this would be an ongoing process and it will reflect in each year's budget, meaning it will capacitate strides and others to be able to do their work very well. However, the narrative currently is different. Uh, if you continue from 2017 and you come downwards, you will see a downward trajectory. Isn't that a reflection like, of the current economic condition? Oh, no, no, no. You continue from there and then you see even before that. So, and, and then if I also remember that these budgets that are made, budgets are budgets, they are estimates. Usually you would not even get all of it being disbursed to the entity. And so if you are judging institutions by budgets that are approved by parliament, we would be making a very significant mistake. Let us interrogate that process and look at how much was disbursed to the entity and how much uh, did they spend, then we would be making the right calls. Okay, and today, uh, fundamentally, we've not made 
any progress, zero progress, uh, indeed, over the last four years. The Chief of Staff was before you today. What is the single most important intervention that we need right now to change this narrative next year? So we mentioned that there are a lot of things we need to do. And one that we need to do with civil society and even the public sector, I believe would be very much interested in is to pass the conduct of public officers bill, which takes care of public sector conduct because this is the CPI and it deals with public sector corruption. It would also deal with conduct of um, public officers conflict of interest, some elements of unexplained wealth as well. And this is the bane of our society. We see people making money and we cannot interrogate this. If we have a law on it, it will help. Apart from resourcing, we, 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 we also believe that leadership should show clear commitment. You see, there's one thing that we have been espousing recently, that we let the burden of food be on the person who has been uh, uh, hello yes mary i have it there's some noise in the background i hope it's uh we've, been, we've fixed it now clara yes please, great please. so we are saying that even though the burden of proof is on the uh, uh, the person who alleges to prove i think we should shift the burden of proof if we do that for the uh, uh, alleged allegations which have been meted out to the person should show how he is not guilty. Then we will be making significant strides. And as we have said before, it's been done. We say we are common law, but even Britain, where we are learning from, are doing a better job. Mm. And finally, I believe the president, uh, the honor lies on him, not to just say I'm resourcing, but to also make some very strict calls. If we see what is happening currently during the electioneering processes for people to go to parliament, some of the things that are happening are not happening on their blind side. Their parties are involved. We should begin to see sanctions. These are some of the indicators that do not paint us in a good light, and they affect us in the various services as well. Uh, Mary, thank you very much. And Mary is the executive director of the Ghana Integrity Initiative. And uh, we've been talking about the Corruption Perception Index. What is your own take on that? 055 News Newsnight in a minute. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 